Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Tuesday morning. Hope everybody had a great night's rest, ready to get the day running and jumping, and hope you're doing quite well and feeling blessed this morning. Hoping and trying that this new microphone here will do a little better. I've had a lot of complaints of echoing, and I have checked every setting, property, in the world on my laptop and cannot figure out why it is echoing. So uh, hopefully this that I have around my neck will be a little better. So let me know if it sounds better, clearer, about the same. I don't know what else to do. So just let me know because I'm trying hard. I hate that echoing it does when I'm trying to speak. So let me know if this sounds any better or not. But anyway, um, let's see here what we got watching this morning. We got Angel Dixon, Tracy Little, Michelle Fox, Harris, the myth, the legend that is Miss Mousy, Kelly Jeanette Swift, Darlene Barker, Mike Kinsley, Terry Hutchinson. Appreciate all you cool cats and kittens for tuning in this morning. And I hope, Kelly, I hope you're feeling better. I saw online yesterday where you were having a bad headache, so hopefully you're feeling a lot better today. All right, my friends, at this time, let's do our morning pledge of allegiance. Attention, salute, pledge. Oh, might be helpful to get the slide up, wouldn't it? There we go. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag, and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again, with life and liberty for all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path and will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. Alrighty, praise the Lord for those wonderful pledges this morning and, uh, and the freedom to do so. My friends, if you have not already, please get out and vote today. It is crucially important. And, uh, you know, seeing the red moon this morning hopefully is a uh, uh, foreshadowing of things to come. And uh, pray that uh, we will see a big, huge red wave. But not only that, pray that if we were to see the red wave, that we'll have people in there with the intestinal fortitude to stand up against the 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 authoritarian leadership <laughs> that is these neo-fascists that are in there and try to make a difference it's nothing more frustrating that you're voting in the right direction and yet you've got people who make false promises and don't do a darn thing and there's going right along with the status quo and it gets very very frustrating so pray that that will indeed will make a difference hello rusty boss carolyn kelly appreciate you wonderful people for tuning in this morning all right my friends let's look at our scripture this morning we're looking at philippians chapter 3 verses 10 to 11 I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Alrighty. Wonderful, beautiful passage of scripture this morning. But, uh, you know, one thing we need to make sure that we're doing in life 
is are you setting goals? You know, that's one something that we need to, to be asking ourselves each and every day. You know, am I, am I a goal setter? Am I goal oriented? You know, you know, a lot of people wish to be wealthy. A lot of people wish to uh, have successful businesses. But, you know, you didn't get, they didn't attain these things by simply sitting on their laurels and just wishing and hoping for it. They set goals. They set a, 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 the bar uh, high to where they had to achieve and work their fannies off to get to where they are at today. And, you know, the same thing is true with being a Christian. We need to be setting goals. You know, uh, my goal right now is, uh, uh, is I want to get so this is weight down as much as I can so I'm working hard trying to eat right trying to work out and I hate every second of it <laughs> to be honest with you I hate it I don't want to work out I don't want to eat right I want to eat whatever I want to and I want to sit in my nice comfy recliner and watch TV but it don't work that way. Well, I think the same is true with, with our Christian life. A lot of people don't want to be disciplined. They don't want to read their Bible. They don't want to pray. They want to do what it is they want to do that feels comfortable to them. But see, here's the thing. We've got to get out of our comfort zone. We've got to do those things that are hard, those things that are uncomfortable. Those are the things we have to do and so that we can grow and attain uh, that close relationship with Jesus Christ. So many people want to stay comfortable. That's why they are complacent. Uh, that's why they are apathetic. That's why they're not excited about the things of Jesus Christ. That's why they're not going to church. And because they are comfortable. And nobody wants to do anything that makes you uncomfortable. What is what? But really, that's the definition of the church: to make the comfortable uncomfortable. All right, and the uncomfortable comfortable. You know, that's what we need to do as a church, as Christians. We've got to get up out of our. You know, as a, was it the uh, the the old saying of of uh, you know a a object in at rest stays at rest, option motion stays in motion. You know, that's that's just it. We have got to make ourselves be disciplined to stay in the Word. We've got to cultivate that relationship with Jesus Christ. What is a relationship? You know, when you are dating, you know, gosh, it's been so many years since I've went on a date. If I had to start one now, hello, Eileen's owner. If I had to uh, go and uh, ask somebody out on a date now, I would not know where to even begin. You know, then again, I wasn't that great at it when I was single. You know, uh, it is, uh, women have no idea how terrifying it is to ask them out on a date. I always say, why don't they ask me out? Because men are a bunch of chickens. <laughs> you know, it's why. That's why you see these beautiful girls with these dog ugly guys you're thinking what in the work that's because he had the spine to ask her out when you didn't but anyway <laughs> neither here nor there but you know when you're starting out a relationship you uh, want to get to know that individual you're talking to them you're calling them uh, you want to know their interests or likes or dislikes what's their favorite color what's their favorite uh, food all that good stuff you know so you can know them that much better well you know it's really not that much different with our relationship with Jesus Christ we want to get to know him better and the way you could do that is staying in the word it's saying in the word helps us to understand what god likes and what he dislikes what we can do to uh to appease god to make him happy because what is it when you're dating you want to do everything you can to make that person happy i was watched a little funny video the other day where a uh this guy this woman come in and uh her husband was sitting there kind of looked like a mad scientist and she said did you build that time machine and he said no and uh, of course i wasn't going to a little risque what she did to kind of say that he was 
time traveling. But anyway, nonetheless, uh, she said, is there someone in the bed next to you? He goes, no. He said, I see she, I see somebody's head under the covers. And he said, she pulls it down. It was her, her younger self. And she said, what in the world? She said, he said, this was back when you actually loved me and said that uh, I was the greatest thing and I could do no wrong. <laughs> you know, a lot of times when, you know, you're first dating, you know, you, all you want to do is make each other happy. After a relationship, after a while, you care less and want to wish to get away from each other. Well, that's not true with Jesus. We don't ever want to get away from him. We want to be close to him as it is possible. But the point is, when you're in a new relationship, you're eager to want to learn more about the other, uh, other individual. You're eager to want to please that person. You're eager to because you you want, because you're just so infatuated. Uh, you're in love with that individual, so you want to know as much as you can to be with that person as much as possible. And I say with Jesus Christ, we have to develop that relationship. We should want to be with him as much as possible. We should want to know as much about him as much as possible. We can't wait and eager to start the day out with Jesus every single day. That's how excited we should be when it comes to the things of Christ. But yes, so many people neglect that and, and act like it's no big deal, kind of flip it in their attitudes in regards to their walk and their relationship with Christ. And there's nothing should be nothing further from the truth. We should want to know Him. You know, uh, it says you can know a lot about someone without knowing the person himself. I know that about uh, Billy Graham because I've read his biography and I've seen him preach on TV and in person. I've read some books he has written. I know a bit about his wife and her upbringing as a missionary kid in China, but I do not know Billy Graham because I've never been introduced to him and we do not have a personal relationship. And, um, you know, I've, I've read uh, uh, Billy Graham's uh, autobiography, great book, uh, Just As I Am, and uh, it really talks about his, his history and it does talk about his wife and his kids. But like this little uh, little quote here that I read, uh, but I've now don't I've never you know of course he's he's gone on home to be the Lord now, but I would I don't really know him because I never it was introduced to him or spoke to him directly. But becoming a Christian requires that you know some things about Jesus Christ. You need to know who he claimed to be, eternal God in human flesh. You must know some things he did and taught. You need to understand that he died on the cross for your sins and that he was raised bodily from the dead. But beyond these facts, you need to know Christ personally. That relationship begins at the moment you recognize that your sins have separated you from God and that you need a Savior. You also realize that you cannot save yourself from God's judgment through your efforts or good works. Letting go of all human merit, you call upon the Lord to be merciful to you based on the merits of the death of His Son, Jesus. Your object of trust for commending yourself to God shifts from self to, to Christ. You are saved. You have met Jesus Christ personally. And that's it. That's why I'd say that you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You know, what a wonderful thing that we have that one-on-one -on -one, uh, relationship with Christ. You know, you can commune with the Lord. You can have your coffee. You can have your breakfast, breakfast and sit there and talk to Jesus. And, you know, and, and that's, you know, and talk to him. Explain to him the things that are bugging you, the things that are bothering you. Maybe questions you have about the Bible. Maybe you don't understand why life's going the direction it's going in. Sit down and just talk to Jesus. That's all he's wanting. Ask for his leading. Ask for his guidance. Ask for his direction. And, you know, and sometimes, you know, I know it's tough that you're praying for direction and, and discernment. And it don't always come easy. Maybe sometimes you need to talk to a pastor or, or a mature Christian uh, friend who can uh, maybe uh, Lord can use to direct you in some shape, form, or fashion. And, um, 
But that's the thing, a good, godly Christian friend, not just a name only, not one of your party buddies, but somebody who is truly trying to follow the Lord, who has shown a maturity in their relationship with Jesus Christ. God, I say that because a lot of people say, yeah, well, that's my buddy, and he said, blah, 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 and he said, we wouldn't have had a beer, and you know, I was like, oh, jeez, you know, but uh, not that there's anything wrong to have a beer, and I'm not one of those who are uh, saying that you're, it's a sin to drink, it's, you know, if you can, can abstain at one or two then that's fine but not so many people drink in excess that's why we oftentimes speak against it just to throw that out there so people don't get their panties in a ruffle all right so uh, I uh, uh, don't want to get uh, I just let that go anyway but uh, you know it is uh, understanding uh, the power of the resurrection Paul come to, came to know the power of the resurrected Lord when he was struck down on the Damascus road even though not all conversions are as dramatic as Paul's was all conversions do require the same mighty power of the risen Lord Jesus Christ because they all require God to raise the sinner from spiritual death to spiritual life and well, that's a wonderful thing to know that we were once dead and now we are alive. And, you know, and so we need to make sure that we're nailing those things to the cross, those things from the past, our old man, if you will, uh, our daily sins. We're nailing that to the cross. We're giving that over to Jesus Christ. We understand his power. We understand the life that he has given us, the life he has promised us eternally in heaven with him. And so, my friends, my encouragement is pleased to work on that relationship with Jesus. Cultivate that. Nurture it. Be on fire for the things of Jesus daily. I cannot express that enough. And maybe I say that too much. Maybe you get tired of hearing me saying it. I don't care because I want you to be on fire for Jesus like never before. You know, it's, uh, you see my shirt has Rocky on it. I'm like the, uh, I look like the fat version of Rocky. But nonetheless, <laughs> You know, it is, uh, you know, it seemed like he was up against impossible odds. You know, the, remember the Russians said uh, he, he, he hits his fists are like iron, you know. And, uh, of course, before the fight, he said, I will break you. But anyway, you know, it just seemed like he was impossible. But then no matter how many times Rocky got hit, he come back swinging. Sometimes that's the way it is in our Christian walk. The old devil wants to intimidate us. I will break you. And, you know, as soon as we get hit after hit after hit after hit, and people say, man, he's down for the count. There's no way. He's going to make it. And that's when Jesus Christ comes in and he says, I will strengthen you. I will empower you. You will have my strength to pick yourself back up off the mat. You have my strength to endure. And you will have my strength to start swinging back. My friends, We, you cannot tap into that power if you're not daily being disciplined in the word and in prayer. That is our source of power. That is our source of strength. And you cannot understand and know the things and the attributes of God if you're not communing with him daily and walking with him daily. That's the only way we are going to have the strength and the ability to fight back, the strength and ability to push back against the forces of darkness and the forces of evil. And that's between you and God, and you are the only one that can work on that personal relationship. It don't matter if your daddy was a Christian, your granddaddy was a Christian, it don't matter if your wife's a Christian, your kids are Christian, you have your own walk in relationship with Christ. It is up to you to make that work and happen each and every day. So when the devil comes out swinging, you're going to swing right, right back as hard as you can because Jesus is by your side. Let us pray. 
Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day, your grace and your mercy. Help us each and every day to serve you well. Help us to be strengthened and empowered. Help us, Lord Jesus, to get out of our comfort zones. Be willing to be uncomfortable and to do things that are right, honorable, and pleasing in your eyes. Help us each and every day to serve you well. Lord, is anyone watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead God and protect us till we meet again. Lord, as I pray every morning, be with all my brothers and sisters in Christ as they're uh, out and about, to be with Eileen as she's and her daughter as they're trying to move. Uh, Lord, I do pray that you'll be with our children, our spouses, or going to school, work, or play. That you put a holy hedge of protection about them. Keep them safe and well. And Lord, I just pray that you'll help us all to be strong in the power of your might. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I do hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.